Hey everybody, I'm Jazz. And I'm Molly. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Wild Wicked World. Hola, hola, hola. Oh my God, are you serious right now? Hello, hello, hello. That's funny. Maybe we'll make sure we put this one out when I'm in Mexico. <laughs> it's actually a good idea. Yeah, it is. So we're back with a mini Wicked for you guys, the one that we've been putting off forever. Yeah, we <laughs> finally we did, did it. I didn't want to watch it again, and, and I got convinced Jazz, Jazz convinced she didn't want to watch it. But it was my sister's pick, so we did it. And uh, Rihanna... We still don't like it. I'm just going to put that out there. We'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. But um, she tried to convince me again when she came over this weekend. But whatever. I asked people, and it's a good movie. You guys are just, you don't know what you're talking about. Because David didn't like it either. And I was like, hmm. No one liked this movie. Uh, I actually did like it a little bit better the second time I watched it. I still didn't really like it. But I got into it a little bit more the second time. And I did enjoy the ending better the second time. So I will put that out there. No, I knew the second this movie came on, I wasn't going to like it. Well, for one thing, okay, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Now, first off, we're going to banter a little bit. Um, we are actually putting these out when I am off on vacation and all that good stuff. And, and next week after my wedding in between going to my vacation. So we are giving you guys too many wickets. I know I promised Son of Sam's, but it didn't work out. You know, I was thinking about that. Every time we ha- are about to have somebody on, mm-hmm. J- section of Jamie, because she's been on one, their hip starts hurting. Because <laughs> with Davey, he was going to be on one, and then his, he started having the, the hip pain, and then TC was going to do it. His hip start is like really been messing up with him. So it just didn't work out for us to be able to record with him. So we're going to keep that until after all this craziness happens in our yeah, lives. We're so. cursed. Yeah. So maybe, you know, you might not want to record with us because you might have some hip problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But so we are going to record too many wickets for you. We're recording this uh, before my wedding. I'm getting married in what? What's Wednesday, three days. Yeah, she's a married woman. Uh, so we're going to be putting these out uh, the week after my wedding. Mm-hmm. So this week, but next week, and then the week that I'll be in Mexico. So, and then we'll get some more on for you. And then Jazz is going to be going off to a cruise. So out of here. Yeah. And then it'll be celebrating our one year anniversary. So we'll have a lot of fun stuff coming your way. Mm-hmm. So give us this little break, this little vacation, and uh, we're going to come back stronger than ever. <laughs> Better than ever. So back to the movie, we're April Fool's Day, and we picked this a while back, but we pushed off the mini wicket, so we finally are doing it. <laughs> and we picked our other movie that we're going to do after this one, and that is The Human Centipede. So you guys only have a week to watch it if you haven't already, because we'll be putting these out back-to-back weeks. So go out and watch it. Uh, we were talking about it at work, and I, I didn't think we had it in our in our bucket. So I was like, let's do that one. So we did. And I actually kind of like that movie. Well, I semi-like it. It's just different. Yeah, if you can get over the disgusting parts of it. <laughs> and, and when we talk about it, I'll talk about the worst part for me. Like, my cringy part. 
So this is April Fool's Day, and it is, uh, I don't know, if you watched it, I guess you have your own opinion on it, and maybe you liked it, but uh, we really didn't. Jazz, what time is it? Molly, it's time to fuck around and find out about this movie. Okay, well, let's do that then. Um, so April Fool's Day, let me get to my little page here. <laughs> April Fool's Day is an American slasher film released in 1986 by Paramount Pictures. It was directed by Fred Walton from the screenplay by Danilo Bach. The original music score was composed by Charles Bernstein. It was filmed in British Columbia, Canada, and has large has a largely Canadian cast, which I do have to say that is one thing I did kind of like about it was the music. Especially the song at the end. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, you know, like, I, that was one thing I did like about it. And some of the actors and the actresses that are in it play in other shit, so it's kind of funny seeing them. Like Biff uh-huh. from Back to the Future. I feel like they did really good with the cast. Like, that, I, I like the, the group that they had together. Yeah, the it. chick that they had is, the, like, the main girl, Muffy. She was, she was pretty good. Yeah. I like I was convinced. Like the first time I watched it, I, I believed what was that's why I, it got me the first uh-huh. time I watched it, which I don't want to get too far into that. Uh so a group of college friends, Harvey, Nikki, Rob, Skip, Nan, Kit, and Arch, gather to celebrate spring break by spending the weekend at the island mansion of their friend Muffy St. John. And by the way, Muffy, that is so a rich, like socialite name, if I've ever heard one. Oh, she gives off the vibes. Uh huh. So on the weekend leading up to April Fool's Day, so this is like the weekend, like going into April Fool's Day, the tone is set almost immediately with Muffy, Muffy preparing details around the house and finds an old Jack in the Box she remembers in a flashback. Her friends, meanwhile, are joking around on the pier, then on the ferry to the island. But en route to the island, Buck, a local deckhand, is seriously injured in a gruesome accident. But what happens first, actually, is they, the, the two friends or whatever, they play a joke on everybody. And then the, the hand or whatever jumps into the river to like help save the guy before he realizes you know it's a joke. And then he stays in the water to help you know, get the boat. And then he ends up getting crushed in between the boat and stuff. So, like, they basically made that happen because of their little prank. So that's how it kind of starts out with the friends. And there's just so much going on with the characters. That's one of the things I didn't like. There was just too much going on. It was, it was hard to follow everything. And, like, I was like, who's that person again? You yeah. know, like, what is their connection? Because some of the friends are, like, old friends. They've been friends forever. And some are, like, newer friends of this Muffy chick. And some of them are creepy. Like, the guy was, like, sniffing her hair. I was like, yo, what? Yeah. And, yeah. But th- that's the text guy, right? Uh-huh, the, yeah. The, he's one of the ones that, like, he works for Muffy's dad. And so that's why he's there. And then the other one that is not quite the close friend is just, like, recently became friends with Muffy at her college or whatever. But And then also, I'm going to put this out here before I forget about it, because me and Davey both made comments about it. The background fucking noise... Uh-huh. And these old horror movies, I am over it, dude. I said the same thing about I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Like, it's it's over dramatic. Like, thank God the sound has came as far as it has in movies because they do it subtly now where, like, it's realistic. Like, the fucking background noises, especially when they're outside, it, it drowns out all else and it's hard to even concentrate on the movie. That's true. Yeah, now did I think you like with, yeah, I, yeah. Like at first, I could kind of like block it out, but then that you're saying something, yeah, like, like when they were loud. in the boat in that one part, or they were about to do it, and they seen the guy going under. Uh-huh. You know, 
like the crick, 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 crick noise and then the just the water rushing noise uh-huh. and crickets noises and i spit on your grave it was the crickets like they were like oh my god that is just too much man you know how annoying cricket sounds can be oh god yeah so anyway i just wanted to talk about that i forgot because davy and another thing davy said about this movie what kind of 80s slasher movie doesn't have titties in it he's like i'm so disappointed <laughs> And I had to agree with them. It's almost like a, a names day. Yeah, that is true. There was some sex. I just didn't really show it visual, too much visually. All right. So once on the island and in the mansion, it turns out Muffy has set up a ton of little jokes from simple whoopee cushions, uh, dribble glasses, you know, like they're doing a toast and it all dribbles, uh, to the more complex and disturbing, which there's an audio tape of a, a baby crying in the one girl's room. Uh, heroin paraphernalia and a guest wardrobe and so you find out kind of later that these are all kind of linked to these people sort of like the what the girl with the baby crying i guess she had an abortion and, mm-hmm. and then you kind of find that out later and so through it all the friends in general try to relax but then skip goes messy kit catches a glimpse of what looks like his dead body Next, Arch and Nan also go missing. During a search, Nikki falls into the island's well. Okay, let me, I don't know why it's skimming through all of that. So Skip goes missing first. And then, like I said, there's a scene with the noise. They're like making out, about to do it. And all of a sudden, like under floating under the dock, you can see the cracks and stuff, the dead body. They freak out, they go in. Then they all go searching off, you know, to try to find him. One guy gets put in a snag and like there's a snake like right there. And they show somebody's foot, like, kicking a log out of the way. And then that's all you see on him. Oh, shit. There you go. Sorry about that. Forgot to have my phone on silent. I had to take a little pause. Um, so the the one guy, I don't remember all their names, but the one guy <laughs> gets caught in the trap. And then, who is it? Nan goes missing. Who else? Arch and Nan. And they show little things happen with these people, but you don't see everything. Uh during the search, Nikki, who's basically, I think she's like the biggest slut of the, like, she gives the vibes of, like, you know, the one makes the rounds with the dudes in the group. Yeah, well, she's very pretty, so. She is, and she's in a couple, she's one of the ones that's in a couple other 80s movies that I like. Uh, but she, the Texas guy or whatever, he's he's got a crush on her, so he goes with her to hey. the well. She falls into the well. And there's a bunch of dead bodies floating in there. Basically, all the people that are missing, their dead bodies are floating in this well. So she freaks out, whatever. There they go. So afterward, the remaining group discover that the phones are dead and there's no way to get off the island until Monday. And they had previously they had gotten in contact with the, the constable or something, and he was supposed to be on his way. So one after another, people keep vanishing or being killed and their bodies being found. Kit and Rob put together some clues. Realizing that everyone's earlier assumption is wrong, the kinsman of the deckhand injured when they arrived is a red herring. Muffy, it turns out, has a violently insane twin sister. Buffy, who has escaped. In fact, the Muffy they have been around since the first night was Buffy pretending to be Muffy. They discover Muffy's severed head in the basement. So in the beginning of the film, I didn't notice this the first time, but I did the second. When they show Muffy for the first time, she's getting everything ready. You notice she opens that. She makes sure to open that basement window. Uh So she does that in the beginning of the film. Well, when I seen it the second time, I realized that was her getting everything set up for everything. Because that window was open and then that's how they got in. She wanted them to come through the basement. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know. You really paid attention. Well, I had to the second time. I was so bored the first time. I was like, okay, I got to pay attention to it now for the fucking <laughs> podcast. You're welcome, sis. I love you. Thanks for making me suffer through this movie fucking twice. I was just suffering once. <laughs> yeah. Usually you watch them twice, too. I so did. if you're not watching it twice, that says something. I said, Bonnie, this movie is bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah. So... All these people, like the the Texas guy, they find him like hung and strung up in a room. Uh, the one guy has his penis chopped off. Yeah, and the pretty girl that you liked or whatever, she's mm-hmm. the one that found that because that she was fucking him that weekend. <laughs> you go. Do you remember that scene by the way, where the one guy comes in and they they're all pretzled? <laughs> they're the yes, like, bro. <laughs> and they just look at him. Stop for a second, look at him. He goes out, and they just go back. The graphics, and also the graphics in this movie. I know, I know, it's the eighties, but yeah. they suck. Yes, yes, they're so un- like you can't even believe it. And also, just like once again, like the style is so ass backwards mm-hmm. because the guys have the skimpy clothing on, and the women are wearing like a like a ton of clothing. It's yeah. so ass backwards. So at this point, they they're like freaking out. The couple that's left and. They, they've figured out, you know, that this is Buffy. This isn't Muffy, and she's fucking crazy, and she's killing everybody. So Buffy chases them with a butcher knife, and the couple get separated. Kit flees from Buffy into the living room, where she finds everyone else there, alive, <laughs> and calmly waiting for her. Actually, they aren't even calmly waiting for her, because even when she walks in, they all just carry on their business. They don't even acknowledge her mm-hmm. till she says something. Um, it was all a joke or basically it was, you know, April fools. And then, and then Muffy starts getting into that. It was actually a dress rehearsal. So it's revealed to the audience that the whole movie was never a slasher film from the start, but rather pretending to be one. Muffy hopes to turn the mansion into a resort offering a weekend of stage horror. She even had a friend who does special effects and makeup for Hollywood help. Each victim agreed to take part as things were explained to them. Everyone has a huge laugh and break out lots of bottles of champagne. So later that night, though, so it's not quite over yet. The movie still has one more. Did you watch it till the end? Mm -hmm. Okay. So later that night, a half-drunk Muffy goes to her room and she finds a wrapped present on her bed. Grinning, she run unwraps it. It's a jack-in-the-box. Now, they showed you earlier in the movie that she's kind of have a, has a phobia about them, which I don't see why she would. I, I do, too. I hate it when things pop out like that. I don't like them. Like, opening a can of biscuits? That terrifies me. You never know when that fucking thing's going to pop, dude. You're always going to jump, no matter what. popping. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that shit. There, there's a there's a, a phobia word for that, that like, it's actually called something. Uh-huh. And I have that. I mean, it doesn't... <laughs> Terrify me to, to extreme, but I think I have somewhat have a, that phobia. I'm on the spectrum of that phobia. So she turns the handle slowly, and when Jack finally pops out, Nan, the shy bookish girl who knew Muffy from acting class, emerges from behind her and slits her throat with a razor. Muffy screams, but then realizes she's not really bleeding. She got her with a trick razor and stage blood, so she got it right back to her at the end. <laughs> So they even at the end of the movie, like, you know, it's all over. Ha, 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 ha. And then they still are like, ha, ha, it's just fake again. I'm sitting here thinking about it. Like, we should have known all along. Like, it is called April Fool's Day. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean 
Yeah, but I mean, the cost, I mean, it's it's pretty smart. They tried to make it be April Fool's Day, like gone wrong. Yeah, basically, yeah. You know, like like that. So, oh, hold on. I want to see if there's any trivia on here that I need to talk about. Um, that's basically the, in, in a nutshell. So the cast was Jay, Jay Baker as Harvey, Deborah Foreman as Muffy, Deborah Goodrich as Nikki, Ken Olant as Rob Ferris, Griffin O'Neill as Skip, Leah Pinsent as Nan, Clayton Rohner as Chaz, Amy Steele as Kit, Thomas F. Wilson as Arch. Um, April Fool's Day was filmed in British Columbia, Canada, with an estimated budget of $5 million. It cost $5 million for that fucking thing. <laughs> the film was released in the U.S. on 1,202 screens and earned $3.3 like almost $3.4 million its opening weekend. So it didn't even make budget on its opening weekend. <laughs> so I, it looks like, Randa, we're not the only ones who think that this movie sucks. <laughs> Um, so I guess there was an alternate ending. Jeff Rovin's novelization features the notorious ending in which Skip sneaks back onto the island after everyone has left to kill Muffy for her share of the family money. Because it was revealed that Skip was actually, actually really her twin. Though he fails and winds up dead himself. This ending has never been released, but still, it stills of it have surfaced. I, I wouldn't have even like that. Like, no, it like wouldn't that. have fit right. Because they didn't really... I mean, for one thing, his character was barely there. He was the first to die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was, it was barely in there. So a revised draft of the script included another version of the above-mentioned ending in which Skip sneaks back onto the island to slay Muffy. He springs out of a closet and slits her throat. And she at first panics, but realizes it is realizes it's all a joke when she sees her friends standing around. The script then states that Skip stays on the island to help Muffy with the bed and breakfast. I I like I kind of like the ending uh, they did. That that one isn't too bad. Like yeah. So let me see if there's anything else. So there a straight to DVD remake was released, and I'm gonna have to try to find this in March of 2008. Though it retains the original's concept, the story and characters are radically altered and con- compromised. Wait, con- contemporized. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm going to have to try to find that one. The straight to DVD it can't be that good, but you know, I have to find it because I torture myself. I'm fine with that. <laughs> then we're going to watch it. <laughs> yes. You know, we are. It's just like Jamie. I told her not to watch the Serbian film, but she fucking watched it anyway. I'm not even surprised. Yeah. Because that same day when she was listening to the episode, she kept coming up to me. She's like, Oh my God, yeah. how did you guys watch this? And then she watched it. I'm not uh, surprised. Jamie's hard headed. All right, guys. So that is our movie for this mini wicked. Let's discuss it. Let's do our ratings and stuff. You go first. <laughs> I'm rating that thing a four out of ten. Four? Really? Yes. That's and that's that's kind of high. Okay. I feel like I mean I originally was gonna say three, but uh-huh. then after I watched it again, I was gonna give it a four just for the cult classicness of it. And I mean, I could see how people could like it and be into it, especially if they liked it back in the day. You know, because there's a lot of movies I like back in the day that people are kind of like, really, bro? I'm like, what? You know, it's nostalgic. Have you noticed, like... So four, we both give it a four. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, movies back in the day, they love those lake scenes? It's always a, a lake involved. stuff happens on the lake. Yeah. I mean, they can be kind of creepy. I grew up going down to the lake. They can I can see creepy. that. Yeah. Yeah. Last House on the Left. Oh, never mind. Let's see this next episode. Just kidding. It's okay. It's oh, a, the, oh, yeah, I don't, because we're going to talk about We have another movie to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So. 
All right, guys. So we both give it four out of four. So watch it for yourselves if you haven't already or don't. If you don't think that this sounds interesting for you, but you choose. Because just because we don't like it don't mean you mm-hmm. won't. Because my sister loves it. So. And let us know what you would rate the movie, too. So yep. just contact us. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys. So if you'd like to contact us, you can do so at 3wpodcast2022 at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow our socials. We've got Instagram and TikTok, both at 3wpodcast. I didn't write this shit down, so I'm doing freestyle here. <laughs> We're like thinking home. Uh, make sure you like our Facebook and join our discussion group, both at Wow, wicked world. All right, guys, don't pretend to kill your friends. Just be decent humans. Okay, bye bye now. All right. Now a little about our first ever sponsor, helping us to get this show a-going. Let's move KC. Not only is this a family-owned business by my cousin Morgan and her husband Brett, my oldest son also worked for them the summer after he graduated high school. With over 20 years of professional moving and storage experience, they are proud to be a family-owned and operated business right here in the KC metro area. Their services range anywhere from local moving to interstate moving, Packing and unpacking, one item or whole household and storage is available upon request. They offer specially moving services as well. Piano, baby grand, grand upright and spine, safes, hot tubs, or any other unique thing you may have. They are fully insured and offer additional insurance upon request. Their main goal is to make sure you feel comfortable and safe in a stressful time like moving by handling your personal stuff like it was their own. Whatever you need, Whatever your need is, they can make it happen. So if you're about to move, and this goes for any of our listeners in any states, they're a moving service for any size in any state. Check them out at letsmovekcmovers.com or check them out on Facebook under the name Let's Move KC.